Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. This is your post-game show. I'm Marcus Dash, and this is my brother, Tasia Dash. Um, our guy, former Chiefs head end, Jason Dunn. Obviously, n- neither one of us are him. He'll be coming on here soon uh, to talk about this amazing win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but one of the biggest takeaways for me was kind of the um, the opposite. Usually Andy Reid's first quarter game script, or at least his first drive game script is usually, you know, we usually score on that, uh, either field goal, touchdown. Didn't do that. Um, I think it was one of our fewest three and outs that we've had, um, or one of, one of the first times we've had a three and out in the first drive of the game this year. But obviously we, you know, didn't start start slow, then obviously went really hot. Um, it came to a point here where everyone was kind of just like, you know, what's going on with this team? Second half, we look fantastic. We continued what we did in the second quarter. Look great in the second, third quarter, fourth quarter. What did you make of the kind of the opposite of what we we've been seeing with this team? Um, I love to see. It was encouraging to see us pick ourselves up and improve upon um, a bad first half. Uh, we had longer drives after that, but we still had some inconsistencies kind of throughout. We had uh, five drives of four plays or less, um, and that was kind of sprinkled throughout the game. And then we had five drives where we averaged about nine plays or more. So it was either like a three and out almost, or we had a long drive for a touchdown, it seemed like. Um, I'd like there to be a little more middle there, but it was nice to see the opposite that we just didn't sit um, on a lead. And maybe you could say that we needed to go down by, you know, double digits to kind of wake us up. That's kind of been our thing in the past to kind of, um, you know, um, sprout out and, and take over games once we have adversity on our backs against the wall. So maybe that's what happened here. Yeah, I, I think um, some of what we saw today, we saw a little bit of a little bit of Pacheco, a little bit of uh, Ceh today. And I, I love what Ceh brought and provided us. Yeah, um, I mean, he was uh, he had that that big run against down to like the the the, the one yard line, and then out of Chiefs fashion, not any restyle. We went three straight runs again in the end zone, and um, uh, I think I saw some people were upset. They were doing it, but then also you, you, you take into account that a lot of people don't, you know, they say any reason to recall the run play enough. We did three straight times to get in the end zone. Um, yeah, I, I really loved what there was something, something happened. I, I don't know what it was, 
but a fire got ignited with the team after that one three and out where uh, Mahomes was calling for the play where he just threw that bomb to Watson. It was like way overthrown, but he's calling for a play a third down and say, wait, did he not know what, what, what play that was? Cause at, at that, what happened? I don't know. But at that, <laughs> at that, at that time when I, when I saw it, I was like, geez, man, we're going to get, are we going to get blown out by the Raiders? Obviously it didn't happen, but I mean, I, I love the, I love the play calling. I love the getting everybody. That's the thing. We also saw something we've been talking about. Obviously, through injury, Kadarius Tony being out, um, and Harvey being out, we saw a limited receiver rotation. Wasn't that wasn't the seven guy rotation that we saw? We saw pretty much Watson, yeah. Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, uh, MVS. That was pretty much the, the four receivers I saw all night. Yep. Only um, only three receivers had more than one target. Uh, MVS had that one target at the very end. I think just to give him one. Um, Rice had ten. Sky had three and Watson had three. So really overwhelming um, in Rice's favor this time. Thank goodness. I know all Chief fans or most Chief fans are going to just be so happy and elated with um, Rice finally taking on the majority, not only the majority of the targets, he had more targets than all other receivers combined. So I'm, I'm so happy to finally see that. Yeah. I also got to say that like uh, Rice, it was high time for this because we, we we were talking about this. Yeah. We thought it was going to happen right after the bye week. Didn't happen after the bye week last week. Um, um, and then, well, Monday, well, a couple of days ago, didn't really see that many targets for Rice. And then today, we just kind of go out there, and, and it seemed like we kind of had to with uh, Tony being out and Harmon being out. Obviously, there's different types of players, and they don't play the same positions and stuff. But I mean, it seemed like we, even when that drop happened, he still was a focal point. I mean, that this last catch of that beautiful catch on the sideline that was. That was unreal. Um, I want to see more of those. I know he's got the quick screen ability. I want to see more like downfield type plays. I want to see, I want to see him, you know, stretch his route tree out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, and to to talk about, so seven different pass catchers caught a pass tonight. Um, Saw a limited rotation in the receiver reps, which I think is, I think it's great. We, we, I mean, our show this week, we had a legendary uh, wide receiver coach, Larry Kirksey on this week. And he talked about, you know, just, you need to have salt three set guys and play them till they're burnt out and they have to and they have to be they're actually like tired and they want to call the field. This whole like recycling guys all throughout the game, you're never going to get a rhythm with any of your receivers. And today, obviously, it helped having the injury aspect of it, not having that many guys to do that rotation with. But I mean, hey man, like these guys all look good. Watson had a nice touchdown grab. Thankfully, it was uh it was helped out by that Raiders linebacker for shoving him down on the ground. And then he uh, was able to, to get up and uh, find the open little spot there. But yeah, I really liked the offensive play call today. Um, it was a nice mix of everything. Mahomes, very efficient. 27 of 34, only seven game completions today. Yep. I mean, he looked really good outside of those first couple drives. He looked on it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the call in the play, which I think is like the offensive version of like defense defenders always doing this, even though it's like second or third down. They've yep. Fourth down symbol. That's kind of like Mahomes doing this when they uh, were coming off the field. Well, there he is. There's our guy. Uh-oh. There's our guy, former Chiefs tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, brother? What's up, man? What's going down? Can you hear me? Good. Yeah, we, we can hear you good. We can hear you good. Yeah. Much uh, much better after that win. <laughs> the decisive win, which I, I knew he was going I, I to beat them. The thing is, I, I wasn't really worried about it when they went, went up 14 to nothing. I, I didn't really. Because uh, to me, that was the opportunity to show exactly who you are. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's what they came and they proved today. Uh, and so everybody's been kind of down on it. I know you've probably been talking about it, alluding to all the things that's been happening on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, these guys stepped up. They, they stepped up. And, and when they had the pressure on them, 
Um, whenever I'm sure everybody was kind of doubting them, oh, I got them, but you know, they started showing you a little bit of that character. Okay. Yeah, JD, we talked about kind of the what we usually see with this team is first drive is usually we march down the field, whether it be a field goal or touchdown. And, and recently it's been mostly you know, field goals, but we've been getting down there. Today was kind of a different, it was kind of a flip of a switch here where it was kind of uh go down there where we was three and out right away. I think the next drive was Mahomes calling for a play when it was third down uh, after he overthrows Watts and he's calling for a play. He's like, whoa, dude, it's fourth down. We're going to the sideline now. That scared the living daylights out of me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, did he forget what plate, what down it was? I mean, my gosh. Um, but then you see the offense kind of second quarter spark, third quarter spark. You see the second half offense ignited. And usually that's been the opposite. We've been starting out hot, not doing anything in the second half. Today, we started off slow, then kind of, you know, started matriculate the ball down the field. Not to, not to pay homage to uh, Hank Stram there, but what, what did you think of the, the kind of the flipping of um, of what we've seen with the team in the past uh, few weeks? Uh, you know what? I, I think, you know, seeing Patrick do that, because I've seen the same thing. I'm like, oh, it's fourth down. But that tells me, to, to be honest with you, that these guys are adamant on getting these things right. They wanted to be out there. And I, and I think they wanted to put it on their shoulders. And so when you're looking at a guy who wants to, like, I don't know, keep giving it to me, keep giving it to me, they're not running down with their head, that, you know, uh, uh, you know, disheveled and, you know, they sitting over there feeling sorry about themselves. These are guys that want to get the job done. And so I, I love that part about it because you know that with PM15, uh, he has a confidence and he's got their warrior mentality to make sure they get that thing right. Okay. Put it in his hands, Travis Kelsey's hands. Okay. And let's go out there and let's do what we do. All right. Um, and so I, I, that's to me that that spoke volumes, especially from playing football. Like you understand that when things haven't been going well for you, you always want another shot. Give me another shot. Let me keep going. Let me try to keep. Let me try to get it right this time. Uh, and I think it was just a great indicator in, as far as like their mindset for this game. Uh, but you know, we started out. I'm, I'm okay. We started out not even running the football, and I'm just like, okay, here we go. Like, wait a minute, what's going on? The things that could get us there. We knew we had to go to who? Number 10, we had to go to Pacheco, all right? You want to get this offense going? You want to get that spark? Who is the spark plug? Who's the one that the firework that gets those things going, okay? Hand the ball off to number 10, all right? Let him get out there, shake his dreads a little bit, you know, you know, dance, whatnot. That's, you know, I love seeing things like that, okay? Everybody loves seeing that. And so you, you need an igniter, right? You need an igniter. And 10 is the guy for us. So we should never do that. We should never start the game out throwing the ball three times without handing the ball to him. We shouldn't do it, okay? Yeah. We, we've said this a lot before, too. If Kelsey just has his normal, like, six for 70, six for 80 game, you just need one guy to kind of pull ahead of the pack as far as receivers go and, and kind of stand out. And the other guys need to kind of fill in the gaps with, like, you know, 20, 30, 20, 20 to 35 yards. But if one guy has a good game in the receiver group on top of Kelsey, our offense will get rolling. And, and today it was Rice, and we've been calling for it to be Rice for a long time. So I'm happy about that. Uh, one note about Pacheco I was just looking at. It's, his, uh, it's tied for his lowest yards with 14 carries or more. It's 55. But, so, but, here's, the thing. but here's the thing, though, Tasia. It was all tough yards. Like, behind was running. And, and to me, when you got a guy who's relentless, who would just not go down, who is, I don't care if you give him two, three yards, those two or three yards look like they may be 10 mm -hmm. or 12. And that's how it feels. And so why he keeps his legs churning, the, you know, the tackles and the guards get to push on the pal. That's what you get to do. You get to 
peel off a couple of guys who's trying to get that extra hit on Pacheco. All right. I seen uh my man come in, uh, uh Morris when when what's name went down, and he threw a defensive tackle down on the ground violently. And I was just like, whoa, okay. If this is if it's an indication of who this guy's gonna be, whoo, I can hey, I, I love it. I love seeing it. But he came out there and played when I'm talking about hit him in his mouth. I mean, he picked him up and threw him down, slammed him on his back. And so that's that, that's the mindset. I understand that's the mindset when you go in and battle in a game like this, especially against the, the Raiders. It's going to be a, a brawl out. It's going to be a brawl. All out, just hitting, swinging. This is what it's going to be. Nobody's going to give up. No no team's going to give up in a game like this. It just doesn't happen with the Raiders. It's not. And I dag on it. I know our team wasn't going to blink, and they didn't. They didn't. They kept swinging, kept be, just keep hitting in the mouth, and he did a great job. That's what he did. Did a great job. Yeah. But we needed we needed to get to kind of get something like that, man. We needed to see some grit. We needed to see some angry guys out there, and, and we seen it. We seen it today. Determination. I love it. It, it was also kind of a blessing in disguise too, because I feel like there's so many times where our offense kind of goes into a little funk during games. We're in the game because our defense is keeping us in it. It's keeping it zero zero. It's making it like kind of a punt, a punt off. But today, yeah. you know, they 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 score those first two scores, and it was like, okay, offense, you kind of need to do something here. You kind of need to wake up and. Defense, in a way, you know, kind of forced their hand to kind of do something. Like, yo, you guys need to wake up and do something here because we're at a 14-hole deficit. And obviously, defense, they rallied and did their thing uh, from after those first two drives. Um, but, Jenny, we kind of talked about uh, the receivers, um, and we talked about it on the show this week with, with Larry Kirksey, um, that you kind of need to have a set rotation of guys. We talked about being in rhythm. And obviously, yeah. without Tony Tony and Harmon out today, we were they kind of forced our hand to kind of keep a set rotation of, of a certain amount of guys. Yeah, Richard James rotated in that and out, but it was pretty much Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, MVS, and Justin Watson today. It was those four guys. Yeah. You didn't really see many other guys at, at receiver today, but uh, seven different pass catchers. And obviously, we alluded to it. Rasheed Rice, main guy, 10 targets, eight catches, 107 yards, one touchdown. Is he – obviously, we've been calling for it. We thought after the bye week he was going to get the force fed. Didn't happen on Monday night, um, but it happened today. Are we starting to see him become the guy, J.D.? Uh. I think so. I mean, he's the one that's been making plays for us consistently. And so I know we had a couple of drops today, but uh, other than that, I mean, he once the ball's in his hand, he gets going. Uh, and so he's shown that that once uh, he catches that ball, he could do a whole lot with it. He can run guys over. He's a big guy. I didn't, man, it, it, you could tell that it was kind of hard to tackle him. He's not going down off the first hit. He's just not. And I love it because they're pulling at his – his jersey and all those different things, but Rasheed Rice, man, without a doubt, has 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 singled himself out as our number one wide receiver, and we I think we've known that for the past couple of weeks. But here's here's the thing, though, this guy's still growing. He he, he doesn't do everything right. He he doesn't. But for what his his production, he's doing it for us. He's a guy. Well, we've seen and not taking anything from Justin Watson. But Justin Watson had eleven targets last week, and then we see Rasheed Rice. Like sometimes you got to put it on your head. You got to you got to flip it on your head and say, "Hey, listen, look, this guy right here is uh, is is our a top pick for a reason, right? This is the reason we got went out and got this guy. This is the reason Patrick Mahomes said I want this guy in here, and he just showed you today why he did it. And yeah, he has a whole lot of trust in Rasheed Rice. But I, going back to just talking about the rotation, uh, it is it is very important when you have a good group core guys. That's able to do the work. I love the, the Rasheed Rice uh, 
uh, Sky Moore, okay, Justin Watson. I love that, just that rotation in itself. I do. And it looked good. And here's another thing that you have that was kind of consistent. is bringing in 12 personnel with Noah Gray. Noah Gray coming in and kind of taking a little bit off of that as well. Because then all of a sudden what you do is you have the ability to run the football and pass the football now also. So doing those things, and then EBS coming as, as a support role, I think the tempo of everything and the rhythm look very, look very, very good. Look different from what we've seen before, right? And so that that's a that's that's a beautiful thing. That's what you want. That's what you need. That's what exactly Larry Kirkson was talking about. Guys, you know, when you see some guys tapping their hat to go out, and somebody said, Oh, well, why guys tapping their hat to go out? Uh, how about we get some consistency? Okay, with guys being in there. How about you get into a rhythm? How about you get into some shape to stay in and go for sustain a drive for like you know eight to nine plays, mm-hmm. right? Because what you do is you, you you develop continuity, okay, and you develop trust with a guy because you're getting the most of the reps. And so if I know I'm in most of the reps and I'm not going out every other play, shoot, then I feel like I'm actually in the game. I'm involved the way I should be. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, fourteen. They caught uh, fourteen catches of seventeen targets thrown their way. So fantastic. Yeah, career high, career high for Rice and targets, receptions, yards. And tied for his longest catch. Tied for his longest catch, really? Oh, yeah, he had thirty nine against Denver. Ah, dang! I thought that. Yeah, I thought this one was his longest. Um, then, sh- then you have Pacheco right out the backfield with five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Would you say, um, JD? Obviously, this is small sample size, but I mean, if you should look at the um, look at the box score and stuff. Is looking at the quarter by quarter. So obviously, first quarter zero, second quarter fourteen, third quarter seven, fourth quarter ten. Um, and, I, and I think in fourth quarter we kind of, we probably could have scored a touchdown on that on that final drive, but we it, it, we were just playing for a field goal. It seemed like, um, but like, and I'm seeing this online. People are saying we're back. Um, the, one of our poll questions here was: Is the offense back? Yes, no, and uh, the other other option was need to see it for four quarters, which I think everyone wants to. I think everyone wants to kind of see a complete game top to bottom. But would you say, in your estimation, Jetty, you you said this offense would eventually click by the end of the season, especially with all the young pieces that we have. Is the offense back, JD, or are we in process to getting to that point? No, it's a process, man. And I said this before. This is a long season. And as long as you're getting better, you can always, uh, you know, add on to what you've been doing. You can always progress and getting better for every single game that you that you see, right? And so this is something we could build on. This is something the offense can take home and say, hey, look, we had a great outing coming second, third, fourth quarter. All right, let's build on this. Let's get even better. We like this rotation. And so they said they want to do a, a deep evaluation and dive into what was going on. This is the perfect opportunity from, you know, last week. So I think they vindicated themselves somewhat, obviously, from the bad, you know, outing they had last week. But this right here by no means is a final product of what the offense is going to look like at all. And so I'm encouraged to see that they're going, they're going to get better. I do believe they will. Uh, and sometimes, look, it's going it's going to take some time. Look, Al Saunders said it the best. Sometimes, when you have a new OC, okay, with Nagy, and EB is gone, where you had such a rapport with this guy, okay, with one guy, EB being the guy, uh, it's going to look different, and it's going to take some time. So you got new receivers, you got a new offensive coordinator, common plays, and you got new personalities about how you do it and how everybody responds to things. Yeah. So that's a process. 
It's a process. Everybody wants, look, we all want to finish product now, right? We all want the finished product, but it takes that hard work. It takes that time. And then like Larry Kirchner said, man, you got to put in the work and the hard effort, the little things it's going to take to go into practice. And so, hey, maybe they had to get back into practice to do some things a little bit differently. Maybe they had to go in and actually evaluate the coaches, start talking and communicating. From what I heard, every indication, that's what they're doing now. If you got to walk those young receivers through what you want from them, walk them through it. Okay? Step by daggone step. Let that be the process. But by no means this is a finished product. I love it. We're going to build on these things, and I think we're going to get better. You know? And I said that. That's, that's, that's how it works in the NFL. It works like that. So, Deja, in your estimation, are we back? Or is it, are you agreeing with JD on the uh, being a process? I think it's a process. Too many four, too many uh, four play drives and uh, three, three and four play drives today. It's 50 50. We had, we had, uh, you know, like I said before, we had five drives of almost like nine plays of each uh, per average. And then we have five drives of four plays or less. So I just want to see a little more consistency, not come off the field so quickly, even on those. Um, yeah, look, it's encouraging. Uh, it's definitely encouraging. And it's really nice to see him come off like a really rough uh, Philadelphia experience to come in and and establish the right guys that we feel are, are like the better playmakers on our team, like Rice and, and Kelsey. It's good to see them even like go for those guys to be like the main factors in this offense. The, the, those two in Pacheco, just, you know, that that is the best way we're going to be a good offense, a great offense this year. Yeah. So so let me say this also, too, okay, because I think it, this had a lot to do with it. Uh, not only was it, I think, these past few weeks was a was somewhat of a failure on the wide receiver. Uh, PM15 hadn't been playing his best football. No. But I think also, too, a lot of it had to do with the coaching. Let's, let's just be honest here. I don't know everybody want to talk about it, and they don't want to put it on the coaches, but I don't think people really understand how important it is to have a coach that's going to be able to give direction to players about what it is they want out of them. Okay. And if you're telling the guy, this is what I want out of you and the guy's not doing it, then he, he's just not going to play. So I think the, the coaches had to put the onus on themselves, right? Because at the end of the day, big red looks at himself. He's like, look, you know what? I got to be able to do, get better. Not only these guys, I can't point at these guys and say, Hey, it's y'all fault. Y'all young guys. And I'm not, I'm not leading the way. I'm the coach. I'm the hall of fame coach. Okay. But the two different teams, uh, Super Bowls, I got to get y'all get guys right, okay? If I need to sit in there in the room, right? Like, you know how your parents, if I need to come down to the school and sit in the classroom with you so you get this thing right, then so be it, I right? Mean. Yeah. And so, hey, I believe maybe Nagy went into the wide receiver room, okay, during meetings and said, this is what I want. This is what I need. Patrick Lim is going to be fine over here, but I, we, we all need to get in here together so we all understand we all on the same page exactly what the standard is for this offense and what we're trying to do. And so it's very important. It's vital to have good coaches that can go ahead and, and develop young guys and young players to get the, to get the best out of them. That's what you have to do, man. It's what the NFL is all about. And I don't care guys making a whole lot of money. Still, Everybody needs direction, okay? Everybody needs direction. And we said it. If the, the great players need it. Okay, a good player, if he's asking for direction from a coach, what do you think his young guys need, right? Yeah. So you can't miss that. You can't miss that. And Kelsey looked very, very sharp. He just looked focused, hyper-focused, 
one of the most focused I've seen him all season. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not blaming singers. I'm not blaming any commercials. He just looked, whatever it was, he knew it. He, he was very hard on himself after last week, and he looked incredibly focused. I want to see that rest of the season. Well, I said he was pissed. I said that when you when you seen him in the uh, the, the presser last week, he was pissed. Yeah. He was absolutely pissed. Should be. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. So. Some people are saying, like, online, like, some Chief fans, you know, not the optimistic ones, more the pessimistic ones, saying the offense will take a hold, let's hold to pump the brakes on the offense here, the Raiders. But let's say with the Raiders, Raiders played Miami in Miami last week and held them to 20 points last week. They lost the game, but they held Miami to 20 points. So, yeah. like, and we just we just put up 31 on them. So, like, you know, and Miami's the most prolific offense in the league, apparently. So, like, you know, they, we, they you know, they held them to 20. They couldn't stop, they, they couldn't stop us today, 31 points. Um, so, um, I, man, I, look, I, I, I hear all of that, man. To me, it's just, it's crazy talk. It really is. Sometimes you have a correlation, man. Guys have good and bad games. And sometimes you just got a, a, a guy's number yep. for that week. You do. So that's how it is. The Broncos had our number for that one week yep. against us. They had our number. They yep. played a better game than we did. We weren't ready. So, you know, had some flus, all, all type of stuff. To me, though, that's crazy. But the pessimism is one that kills me. Fine. You know what? Let's wait. Let's hold off until the end. Okay? I don't know if them guys keep waiting until the very end, until they win the Super Bowl. All right? And then they're going to jump on, the, on board and be like, hey, okay, we knew they was going to be good. All right? I get you need to have some healthy criticism, some things, and some doubt. I get that part of it. But we got to understand, and I think it's what I was talking about before, is if we don't have the patience – for these young guys to get better, to develop, then because that's our expectations, then we we, we just you angering yourself. You're angering yourself. Heck, we're seven and three right now. If, if if you didn't know it, the way people are talking, the you know the, the the pessimistic ones are talking. Heck, you you think we was four and six? <laughs> Honestly, you would. True. So. I just, you know, when, when I hear some of that talk, man, it's crazy to me. I, I've seen people out here chasing ghosts on things that won't happen. Or what if this happens and we have the worst uh, running back in the room? I said, well, shit, that could happen with PM15 getting hurt. Yeah. There are a whole lot of different things that happen in the football game in the season. Look at Joe Burrow sitting at home, right? Yeah. I mean, things happen in the, in the course of, of, a, of a football season. Mm. So control what you can control, man. I, I just, I, I, the guys out there are just playing. All them dudes need to worry about what's going on in the building. Just getting better. Period. Yep. Point blank. Uh, one of the things that uh, takeaway, and I'm seeing somebody commented here. Noah, 22 penalties are still a bit of an issue, but overall, very solid game. Yeah, Raiders had no penalties in this game. We had four for 40 this game, and it's obviously been a, a common trend. I, was, I, I believe we were still the most penalized team in the league right now. Um, JD, what do you what, what do you make of that? I mean, is that something that as the season will go, will be more polished in that regard? I mean. Because usually you see the most penalized teams are teams that don't make the playoffs, but like a team that's you know highly penalized and a team that's well we are right now eight and three. Do you think this is something that can go away? A problem that can kind of go away as the season can continues? I mean, uh, what do you make of that? I think you know you just have to you know keep reiterating that you know we want to get everything right. Okay, play within the rules. Obviously, we we jumped on everybody because of Juwan Taylor and all the things he had to go through. Right, so we we. We spotted everybody 20 penalties just off that craziness yeah. for the, past, the first three weeks of the season. Uh, but I, the, the other ones, like like the ones I see Sneed making, I don't mind those because those are penalties that are aggressive penalties. 
Okay. I don't mind that. And so I think Snead did the Maxwell job also too. Uh just holding Devontae Adams to what he did, right? I mean, he, he was in man, he played Devontae Adams uh really well. But we've been watching, we've been playing the top receivers. We we've been doing that uh all season. But yeah, I don't think penalty penalty is, is one to focus. It's one of those things that you got to make sure that you uh uh you know you eliminate, but you know, you just gotta just try to emphasize, hey man, look, just try to do everything right, okay. Penalty is going to happen. So what? Yeah. Um, so moving on to uh, defense. Uh, so obviously, to start off the game, not, not the best start for our defense. But again, they've been holding down the fort for our squad all season long. So like, and I said it. I, I think I tweeted from our account today. Like, you know, all right, defense has been bailing us out a lot this year. Offense time to time, time to get going here. Um, but as far as the, the the one thing, everyone said we couldn't get to the pressure on uh, O'Connell. We did get some pressure on him. We had one sack on him at the end. It was actually pretty funny. Carlotta sacking his uh, old college teammate, Aiden O'Connell. I think he whispered something to him on the, on the ground. But that was funny. But the, my biggest takeaway from defensively, obviously Josh Jacobs ate us up. He's a solid running back. But, yeah, they kind of ate us up on the ground today, which is we've kind of seen flashes of that where we have, we will get kind of dominated on the ground. But my biggest takeaway for this game was the, uh, the, the uh, third down conversions. They were 7 of 14 on us on third down. And that first that, that the first and second quarter, they were like, Five of five or five, five of six or something, something ridiculous. Um, five to seven, first half, two to seven, second half. Okay, so we we we, we talk about second half adjustments there. Um, JD, any cause for concern there? Anything you want to see as far as from the running game aspect or as far as the, the third down conversion aspect? No, nah, look, we knew Josh Jacobs is you know was a very talented, if not one of the, the, the most talented back in the NFL right now, uh, for what he's able to do. Uh, you know, he's going to be a horse anyway to stop. So, uh, you know, sometimes what you just got to do, and I, and I like Spags kind of dialing things up for guys to, you know, be in the position to make plays. Uh, we just got to be able to make them. Uh, I think the running game, uh, as far as with, uh, uh, you know, in the future, we're going to be getting Bolton back. It's going to be another thing coming back for us. It's going to help us out tremendously. I'm going I'm to I'm give a tip my hat to a guy that, you know, I've been kind of uh, kind of hard on is Nandi. Nandi had a pretty decent game today. Uh, and it was good to see that. I needed to see other guys, you know, step up. And I was saying it can't just be Chris Jones. It's got to be other guys around him at defensive tackles. The minute who came in did his thing as well, heard his name. That was good. I said that the game is going to be one up front and on the trenches. That's, that's where the game is always won. It's got to be controlling that that aspect of the game, right? Uh, but I tell you what, uh, you know, as, as long as you 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 able to – Make sure that everybody's doing their job. Gap sound. I think uh, you know we, we. I mean, we held. That was the first hundred yard rush against us, right? In the season. I think so. Yeah. The first, yeah. yeah. These first hundred. Right? I mean, so that it tells you how good our defense has been playing, right? And if it's like the first, I mean, you sure you get the best running back in the in the business right now, uh, getting hundred yards. I mean, shoot, it's pretty good. That's a pretty good day. Pretty good day. Pretty good day. I ain't going to be mad at that. So mm. Got the win, baby. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got the, the, the main stat. Uh, this one. Uh, Teja, anything you notice from a stats, statistic point of view, anything? Um, I just want to go back. Uh, and our scoring was even more impressive, by the way, just because we uh, we did it clean. Uh, they, they had like, no turnover, so it wasn't like we got the ball to five and scored. Um, 12 for 94 for Jacobs in the first half, 8 for 16 in the second half. Uh, really, really bottled it up. And it wasn't like we were killing them, so they abandoned the run. I mean, he only had four less carries in the second half. So 
they yeah. just wasn't as effective. Um, you saw the push too, like that last fourth down. I mean, Jones ate him up on that. Yeah. Um, a terrible play call, but that's beside the point. Uh, they had 245 <laughs> yards in the first half, 113 in the second half. Uh, mm. Another really, another really impressive. Just we just, and I've heard this um, from Raider fans before as well that that their their second half play calling's been pretty rough uh, offensively. So um, I hope that was more about our defense than it was about their their offense. But it might have been a little mixture of both. Uh, their offense maybe coming back to normal a little bit. Um, and then the third down, yeah, like five of seven in the first half, two of seven in the second half. Uh, we we really tightened it up. It was awesome to see. Maybe they got a little juice from seeing the offense come to life. You know, yeah. it, was, it was nice not to have the offense go just three plays and come off the field and they have to come right back on the field again after a bad drive, right? So um, defense continue to look good. I was looking for – not looking for, I guess, on the right word, but I guess expecting a clunker at some point this season, right, for our defense to lay an egg against an inferior opponent that we should be killing. Uh, much like our offense has done against weaker defenses, they didn't look great against, but they look they look good in the second half again. They 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 came up, they showed up, and um, they fixed uh, what was killing them in the first. Awesome. Sure, they, they, they got they got weapons all around too. Devontae Adams, yeah. Renfro, uh, Mayer. I mean Jacobs. I mean they they got they got weapons all over the place. Uh, but but I've seen you know sometimes it's going to be a hard end, and, and obviously like you said third down we run a whole lot of man. There's going to be a lot of crossing routes. So what they did, and they was able to capitalize on that too. Yeah. So, uh, just great tackling this season too, and just in general, we don't we don't let a lot of guys get away from us. Uh, that was a huge part of why we stopped Tyreek Hill. It wasn't that he didn't? It wasn't that we just shut him down and blanketed him, and he couldn't catch a ball. It was right. that we're letting guys not letting, but they're contested catches, and when they're contested, we're all over them. That one where. Um, Devontae Adams, I think Snead thought he caught the ball and he was still wrapping him up right there as if he still had it and he didn't have it. It's like guys are just blanketing players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Spags is the boys uh, playing pesky. Um, uh, JD, let me ask you something because um, Tasia brought up a good point here. Maybe the kind of the offense, seeing the offense kind of start scoring, seeing some of the energy on the offense kind of became one of those things where it was a carryover effect of the defense and the defense started playing like their usual selves. You played in an offense that was one of the most high-power offenses in the NFL history. Defensively, though, not 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 the the best. Um, they had games and flashes, but not like, w- was there were there times we, we were uh, you know we had a lot we had a lot of turnovers. I mean, you're, we, you're being nice. You're, we're, we're, we're opportunistic defense. We were polite. Uh, come on, our, our guy E had uh, had some pick sixes. Hey, yeah, yeah. we had good players on defense, but it wasn't a good defense. <laughs> Game was yeah. <laughs> Whole different thing, yeah. But, but there were times where offense was e- eating them up. For example, the Falcons game, where I, I think and that was that Falcons team was one of the more high scoring teams. Yeah. They came in that day, offense was just dominating them. Defense started to like answer the bell a little bit. I mean, kind of, kind of talk about that kind of contagious. Sometimes where the offense is clicking, defense will kind of carry on to that, and vice versa. Yeah, I think it is like a wildfire. You, 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 and the thing is, because you you do get encouraged watching the other team out there do it. And so you don't want to let them down, right? You know you got to you, you got to pull your weight. You got to do your part. Uh, and I think because the defense has been telling the offense, like, listen, I, we don't care where you are. We know y'all struggling, but when y'all struggling, we got y'all back. We have y'all. Don't worry about it. And so that's good to say, and it's comforting to, to say. But the offense want to do their job, right? They don't want to feel like you, you know, we're pulling your weight as well too. Uh, and so today, 
what the defense did see is the offense came out, they scored points and start doing all those different things. And that, that is what is making the whole entire team. Like that's what you want to see. It's a team game. It's a team sport. You want to see all phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams, special teams did a good job today too. I didn't really see anything that was really, uh, you know, it's horrible. Like it has been. Uh, so that that's, that's what you want to see. And, and, and today was a day that was a full team win. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you just kind of you play off each other. That's what you do. You play off each other. But it was good to see that. The, the, for the defense to sit back and actually get a break, you know, I know the first half was kind of a little tough. Second half, they were like, oh, shoot, these guys got it. Go down, score 21 unanswered points. they like, okay, this is what we needed to see. And so when you have the defense like it, you become fresh. But, yeah, man, it, that guys love seeing that, dude. They, you know, they just love seeing that. I, I Look, during our time, Hey, I don't, I don't care how much our defense gave up. It didn't matter to us. It did not matter. I know they had a rough spell a lot, but we were just, hey, man, let's go out there and score more points. That's what we thought. That's, how, that's our mindset. We don't care how many points they gave up. We always thought if we lost the game, we didn't score enough points. That's how it is. That's how it works. So um, You control what you can control. That's it. That's all. You know? How about Carl Loftus, man? Eight sacks. Yeah, it's a nice campaign he's got going on. Uh, oh, yeah. I, some double digit sacks would be awesome. I, I, it's great it, jump, great great jump. Is there a most it, is there a most improved player in the NFL? Do they have that award that the NBA does? No, they're a comeback player, but yeah, it's not. They should have yeah. most improved player. By the way, these guys work way too hard to not get their flowers for that. But whatever. they have that on, on the team that some 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 coaches be like, okay, the most improved player that we've seen. And they'll they'll recognize a guy like that, you know, okay. in a game ball or something. But uh, Kalafas he'll end up with twelve sacks this year at least. That's at awesome. least. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's got he's got we got Packers, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. I mean, based on the way I saw Browning playing today, he was holding that ball a long time. He could probably mm-hmm. get a couple in that game alone. So yeah, yeah, I think he'll definitely get the double digit. And if he doesn't, and their offensive game plan is to just get rid of the ball really quickly. To, to avoid sacks, even better. That, that's great, too. Change your entire offensive game plan to avoid sacks. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks, for everybody, for tuning in to our post-game reaction show. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn and my brother, Tasia Dash. Tomorrow, we're going to have on our channel, we'll have the Monday morning tight end show at 7 p.m. live stream. J.D. will go over his grades for every position group on the Chiefs from this amazing victory over the Raiders. And then, of course, Wednesday night, we'll have our or uh, 7 p.m. live stream to uh, preview the following game, a Sunday night game against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Congratulations, Andy Reid. I congratulate him on, you know, for his success today. Oh, the wins? Yeah. yeah. Not, actually, no. Yeah, I did yeah. not. J.D., that, that, that was your former coach, so I'll let you do the honors on that one. <laughs> oh, man, look, it, it, Andy's been doing a tremendous job, right? Uh, and, and everything he's just been doing over these past few years, uh, you see it all just come to fruition. Of getting winning championships, getting to AFC championship games, NFC championship games. Uh, but he's going to go down as one of the best coaches of all time. And so uh, congratulations to Andy Reid uh, for this win. Uh, definitely deserved it. I know he's not going to make it a big deal. You know, it's just Andy. He's just, you know, how okay. Like, yeah, I didn't even know. He, he'll act like he didn't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I think it, it, it goes into the character of the man, uh, really. And, and so, like I said, 
as long as Andy's the one calling the plays and he's the one that 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 is leading this team, uh, the Chiefs are going to be all right. Okay, they they he they embody who he is, and so uh, I know that's the no nonsense, uh, do not quit type of type of team, and the Chiefs going to be all right. And so let's keep building on this win, like we said, and hopefully we'll keep dowsing all these negative naysayers about who this team is. Uh, but I'm gonna give them the grace to keep growing like they are. Uh, but hats off to Andy Reid, man. Seriously. For those of you listeners and viewers, uh, Andy Reid has become the winningest coach in regular season Chiefs history. So something that I, you know, it's crazy. I, who 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 did he, did he leapfrog? Stram uh, or Vermeil? Yeah, yeah, Stram. Stram. Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess Vermeil didn't coach long enough in KC to get that. I mean, he would have if he continued. Yeah. So. Awesome. That's sweet. But all right, guys. Well, again, we'll see you guys tomorrow night on our Chief Concerns channel on YouTube for our grade show, our grade report show of Week Twelve. All right, I hope everyone has a good night. Everyone enjoys this uh, this Chargers loss on uh, Sunday night tonight. Yeah. <laughs> all right, take it easy, everybody. All right, guys. See you guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show. Subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.